hear the tale of everybody else involved, they say I'm an overlord and pushed this upon them. But I feel like it was more of a group decision to do this. And they could have said no at any time. But they continued to accept it and did it any regardless. So this cannot be truly 100% blamed on me. And the punishment, that, uh, the punishment, quotation marks, that I inflicted on everybody is that we were re-reviewing four albums of each of our choosings that we had previously done to kind of reevaluate and re-examine and see if we still thought the same way about that album or if we thought it improved as our tastes have changed we've been experienced as we've been um exposed to a much broader spectrum of metal than i think all of us previously listened to on our own time here at thunder metal reviews the beatings will continue until morale improves indeed i don't, <laughs> I don't beat anybody well i don't know I remember I just, that that uh, Macedon blast. All I know is the spreadsheet told me to do it, and I did it right. Like just unthinking. Then still like licking his wounds from the last <laughs> beating. <laughs> it was rough. It was a Brent Hines level beating. It's coming for you again, Ben. Yeah, Ooh. I'm sure it is. Him and his scary red beard. All right, so um, the first one of these is was our second review released on August 16th of 2019. Nailbomb's first and only album, Point Blank. I feel like I have to tread carefully here because this is your most watched review. I wasn't part of it. It's like some religious shrine that I only <laughs> I just like, love pointing later. that out because it annoys Tracy so much that he didn't like that album and it's our most listened to album. That's <laughs> so. because he has bad taste when it comes to industrial, <laughs> as we've discussed. Yeah. Um, this album, uh, I bought at the time. I listened to the living shit out of it because I was so... I have a Sepulchre license plate, for God's sake. I mean, that is how hard Tron was living in this era. And so listening to it again was hella awesome, and I enjoyed it because it was awesome then, it's awesome now. And Tracy, while right about many things, is wrong about Nail Bomb. So this was the first time I'd heard this record. Uh, So that's... I guess why I'm in this conversation because it's more interesting that way because it's like not a not a re-review for me. But anyway, um, I I enjoyed listening to this record. It kind of struck me as ministry worship at first, um, or just kind of a little bit on the industrial side, but not really committed to industrial. Um, I think I'd still rather listen to ministry, but this record has a nice punk rock flavor that I really dig and um, feel good about. So. That that was my sort of take. Did you listen to a lot of Fudge Tunnel, David? Because I I didn't when this came out. I I was on the Sepultura train real hard, but no. I didn't hadn't really listened to the, the other half of it. I knew of it, but I'd not seen. No, I just didn't. didn't you know, like you I had to go to record stores, so I didn't see yeah. it. So, yeah. um, but I listened to the shit out of this at the same time. I was listening to you know Nine Inch Nails and KMFDM and Schnitt Oct and all you know. What is it? Front two four two. Like there are a ton of these. Oh yeah, God, yeah. There's so much of this shit. Frontline Assembly, you know, yep. which we reviewed. So, uh, and Max is just so good. This was one of his earlier side projects of what became hundreds. And then his side project became the main band, and there were still side projects. Uh, you know, he was on our winning album last year as part of a side project. Yeah. So Max is Max, and he made a believer out of Tracy in the wastes of Clarksville. So uh still i'm really interested yeah this is a not a re-review for me either gabe because i wasn't here when they did it and tracy i'm hoping you came around and saw the air of your ways 
Oh, that face. He's shitting himself, I can tell. I did not see the error of my ways. Damn it. My ways are true. This album just, I think it's just so much industrial that I'm just like, no. You work in an industrial setting. I guess maybe that's the It's not really that industrial, to be honest. But for me and my taste, it's it's very much industrial. I feel I like it's it much like... more punk infused than it is industrial. Yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. I think it's a lot more punk that. than it is uh, industrial, which I loved because uh, there, you know, songs like "Policia," the you know, B sides on several terror stuff was always awesome when they would do that punk stuff. So she, hearing him do this with some keyboards was tight, and you know, it's third world solidarity and fuck imperialism, and you know, it's in that same zone. It came out at the same time, just after the first Rage Against the Machine. These like record companies are like, I guess we'll take a risk on people that want to destroy the system or something, which, you know, the Communist Manifesto is for sale in bookstores. So well, capitalism can get used to anything, but it was it a transgressive moment. It was interesting. That's like, what I was going to say. It felt so transgressive. It did. About just what the album the they use and, and the fact that they had a diagram on how to make a nail bomb. Yes. <laughs> behind that just the... that cover, dude. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, it felt very transgressive after the 80s. Um, yeah. Now it just probably seems weird. Let's see, see. I'm looking at Tracy's face. He's like, what? Yeah, you reckon it was transgressive. Full of the 80s. I'm like, is that why you liked it? Because it was transgressive? In part. Yeah, totally. It was, I was so a young that, that, anarchist, that, so that was... That, that's all art, asshole. Like, what are you talking that, about? Like, that like, entire <laughs> moment has passed me by. Yeah, well, that sounds like a you problem, not a nail bomb problem. <laughs> sounds like a nail bomb problem. The, the one thing that I think hasn't boomers. aged well is probably uh, the secret track. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. It was a thing then. It was the. It was yeah. It was the only thing you did in, in the nineties. It was everybody a thing was. It was a dumb fucking thing then. Everybody was doing it. It was actually cool at first, but then. Everybody well, it did. could be worse. Like Glenn Danzig counting sixty-six tracks to get to that. Whir, 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 whir. I actually liked that song. I did too. But what? To Just to see. Yeah, but counting out sixty-six tracks. I'm like, stop, Glenn. Uh, it's not my player, any worse. My player would like. Huh? Yeah, but my my <laughs> CD player be like tracks slowly. Like it wasn't quick, and so I'm like, God damn it, Glenn. Yeah, if they made them all one second, it wouldn't have been so much okay. Or to fast forward up to that number. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough about Glenn Danzig and his mistakes. This album is actually awesome, and I love Tracy, but he's just wrong about this. Mm. He's not transgressive. It's too transgressive for him. <laughs> it's just for not sure. a good album. Do we You're want to like, get their grades on it now and give what our grades were yeah. and they changed, or do you want to wait till the let's end? Do, let's do that, So because we're it's gonna to be too many. Let's just do it per album, right? Okay. Otherwise, we're yeah, because we're doing. Otherwise, it. Tracy will be reading off the spreadsheet for two hours. Like, just we got to break it up. So, Tracy, my a, a original grade minus. for this was a C plus. Mm, that's higher than I expected. Um, what do you give it now? A C minus? I think I give it a C. Just kind of you're, chip you're it down again even more. <laughs> 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 Well, mine was an A plus, and it hasn't changed. So, I, I, this is my first review, and I'm giving it an A. It is so an A album. Uh, I'm not going to give it an A plus only because that hidden track is annoying, <laughs> and uh, it's not entirely flawed. It's not roots to me. Nothing will ever be roots, but it's a solid A. 
like a 96. I, I don't think it's as good as Roots, but I think that it's uh, is right up there. I mean, just I gave it, it a 96. It, yeah, I know, dude. It's just, it's just, I, I'm bitching that you gave it an A instead of an A plus because I counted on you, David. No, what? Just... <laughs> <laughs> give it an A. <laughs> no, it's just, it was, it was so seminal to me, and that me too. a lot of it is nostalgia and everything like that. So, but no, it for me too. Yeah. But you know what I put up at that top tier. It's like I do. I do. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's a solid A. Sorry, everyone. I ruined Ben. I ruined his life. Broke my heart. I guess I'll ruin things even more uh, no! by giving this a B, because I I think there's some throwaway trash on this and just stuff that's repetitive for the sake of being repetitive and uh, not really um, not really interesting. Also, I really, really, really hate the last track. Maybe <laughs> there's some throwaway trash on here. I agree with you. It's tracks one through thirteen. I know. No, that's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> what I meant was that there's there's definitely some solid like ministry worship on here, and there's some there's some fun samples on it. I like that, um, and it's got the punk rock stuff, and that's whatever that is for me. It could be nostalgia. It might not not be, but uh, I enjoy it. So it's a B. Hey, cool. At least I think greatest as bad as I did the Merle Manson the Manson albums were. This was just yeah. The other ones hurt me. The Merle Manson hurt me. So he hurt a lot of people, Tracy. Yeah, you're not the only one. You're yeah. just gonna get a lot of other people. Um, next we have Anthrax's Persistence of Time. We released that review on February 24th of 2020. The before time. Yes, indeed. Uh, I picked this. I didn't do that review because I wasn't on the ride. Uh, I fucking love this album. This was the first metal album I ever really listened to, and it is why I listened to heavy metal at the end. Like, literally, this is what did it. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I was listening to this, and then Megadeth happened, and then Slayer happened. And so it began with Thrash. So I wanted to, I wanted an excuse to listen to it again, which it takes very little. Uh, I think it's Anthrax's best album. And I love that John Bush shit. Don't get me wrong. I really like Sound of White Noise. That's probably my second favorite album and Stomp 442 or whatever. But this album is just, you know, it's their rust in peace to me. So, um, go ahead. Let's get the original grades on there. Are we going to wait about Well, we'll give them at the same time they give theirs. I agree with almost everything David said there. I would flip. I, I like Sound of White Noise better than this, but I think that this is the second best thrash album of all time, right behind uh, Rust in Peace. Indeed. I think that too. Um, I, this is a, my favorite thrash, Anthrax album that is held by worship music because that's the one where I got on the Anthrax right mm -hmm. at. But this is probably between this and Sound of White Noise, they're both close seconds. And I've grown to appreciate these albums that both those albums more in the past couple of years than I did previously, even more so than when we first did the review on it. So this is maybe like my I listened to it probably total like five or six times by now. And it's how I listened to it and how I heard it kind of changed over time. And 
at this point, I like some of the songs on this record, but I find it to be too slow. <laughs> like it isn't typical tra uh, trash, isn't typical thrash compared to a lot of the stuff that I dig that's thrash, but I guess it's okay. Like, I think this is a better record overall than worship music, which I listened to for the podcast. And um, for one thing that you can say that it's more consistent in style, if it's not like more consistent in quality. Like, I think that um, that really bugs me. Like if it's sort of like all over the place in style um, and not really, uh, you can't really figure out where, what it's doing. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, it's sort of like changing over time how I'm listening to it, but um, I really did dig it and I found that I uh, got a lot more out of it. I think the more I listened to it. To your point about the speed, because you're right, it's not the fastest thrash album. A lot, a lot of the Metallica is faster than, than this. Um, it's funny because they do the Got the Time cover and um, when they were talking to and his name just slipped my mind, but the guy who they're doing the cover of, uh, when they would talk to him about it, he goes, I do it faster than you live. <laughs> and I just find that that's funny that he always busts their ass for them being a thrash band and he plays it faster than them live. So I gave it an A minus originally, and I would not change that grade. I gave it a B plus or originally. I would actually bump it up to an A minus as well. Well, I'm gonna give this an A minus. I think I'm liking it better all the time. Do I just need to pinch you in for 102, David? Uh no, I don't think it's I'm gonna give it an A plus. I don't think it's 102. But it's just, it's, I, there's, I literally cannot view this album objectively. I would say like this, Rest in Peace and Seasons. I mean, these were, that's the only reason I'm on this podcast. So. I was going to say, don't even try to do it objectively. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. So it's an A+. plus. That's kind of how I was about the No Bomb album. I mean, granted, I'd heard all this before the No Bomb album, but it's hard for me to view that too objectively. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah. I will say that this is my favorite Bella Joey Belladonna voiced Anthrax album as much oh, as I like Worship far none. and uh, King for a Day, but um, I guess it's King for a Day, whatever it is, something like that. I think that might that's the Fake No More album. Anyway, we're, we're listening to that next year. We are. It's a good album. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Tracy's Fick, Michael Romeo, World of the Worlds Part One. Ben, you sound so enthused about that. <laughs> I'm so just making know. sure that credit goes to the right person. <laughs> uh, yeah, I picked this album partly because I really enjoyed this album more so than when we originally did the review. It's grown on me since then. I've, I've about once every couple months, I like to throw a power metal in there to infect David more, get his mind a little more twisted. And so... I felt like this is a good pick and we're doing part two for my February release of 2022. So I felt like it'd be a good time to make sure everybody had at least a part one going into it. Oh, and we originally released that review on March 30th of 2020.
So this must have been one of the last ones you recorded before the shit hit the fan. Yeah, it was. And before you came on, almost perfectly. Yeah. No, I was not here for this review either. I'd never heard of this. I'd never heard this. I've heard it now. And it is it is music. <laughs> it is. Uh, there's this stuff I can hook there's this stuff I can hook on to because you know. I'd say things like Unleash the Archers have softened me up a bit. And I like the sci-fi stuff. I didn't actually mind the symphonic stuff. Um, I get it's like a cheesy soundtrack, which I know pisses Ben off immensely. Because that's what I, I felt like it was a fucking commercial trying to sell me a truck or some bullshit the entire time. I mean, the playing is fine because you don't have, have bad musicians play j- jingles. But, like, but between the fact that I felt like it was trying to sell me something and which I guess all music technically is because they want you to at least buy the music, but I digress. Um, and also the fact that this was like pre-Star Wars sci-fi, because you know that's had it had the feel of Buck Rogers in the 44th century or some bullshit. Um, not the best thing in the world, in my opinion. Oh, there were there are a lot of times when I'm hearing to listen to sound and I'm like, that sounds a lot like Star Wars. Well, it sounds like Hulse, the planets. Right, isn't that the thing it's deriving from? It's trying to be John Williams and it's trying yeah. to be Hans yeah. Zimmer. And like, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, if you want to be that, like, write a soundtrack to an actual movie. You know, like, I don't know. This is like an imaginary imaginary soundtrack to like nothing in particular. And <laughs> like, I don't know. If that should I go on the back hear, of that. <laughs> seriously, though, if if I want like classical orchestration you know i'll just listen to classical music you know i don't need to listen to i don't know the, the guy can play guitar for sure but it's just it's just way too cheesy over the top um it's not that i didn't like any of the track don't get me wrong i mean i like some of them but it's it's aspiring to something that i don't think it can get to it's the soundtrack to the video game traces playing in his head Maybe. Um, I gave this a C plus at the time. And just because the playing is competent. I mean, these guys are all really good musicians, and I wouldn't change that. I gave it an A at this time. I'd actually pop up to an A plus because I have low standards. Really grow this album's really growing on me. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll give this album, I listened to it a fair amount. I thought it was enjoyable. You know, the sci-fi stuff didn't bother me nearly as much as Ben. Um, I'm going to come in with an 82. I'm going to give him the highest B minus. It's perfectly fine. More perfectly fine music brought to you by some guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's extremely fine, okay? Extremely fine, um, okay. It's extremely fine, okay, for sure. It's a definition. One of one of those one of those tracks sounds like Disneyland and not in a good way. Um, but I'm gonna give this a C. Where's that pedestal tracing? Probably like a B minus, right? A B minus eighty three. But you guys don't get to escape that easily. You have a, a, another going at this. Hey, man. I mean, you know, maybe on the next one he. Uh... It does better. I don't know. He changed <laughs> singers, which I'm kind of nervous about. Uh, I wouldn't be. I was a very good uh, singer. 
Let's throw Queens, Reiki. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was fine. He fit the genre well. I mean, it's not like he was terrible. There was a lot of retro bands that wish they had that guy singing that would have improved their albums. Very extremely fine. Okay. Um, and finally, we have Gabe's pick, Merciful Fates, Don't Break the Oath, which we released on February 8th of this, well, last year, but when this comes out, 2021. And one of the classic legendary album covers of all time that caused evangelicals to get their knickers in a twist. Mm. I did that. I, I did hey. review this album. They, they must have made it past the, the album cover to hear the lyrics thing because they probably would have gotten even more twisted then. No, I'm pretty sure that this didn't get sewn in some places because of the cover. And we talked about that in the review. If you want to hear any of that, we went into more yeah. detail. And I didn't look back at anything else. Up. I just listened to the album again. Yeah. It was just this album grew on me from then as well. I think it sat better now than it did when we first heard it. What do you think about it, Gabe? This was your pick. So I uh, picked this record because I had started listening to uh, King Diamond and I had listened to Melissa, uh, Merciful Fate's first record, and really, really dug it. Uh, so I was just like, why don't I try this one out? And I don't know if I like this one as much as that one, but it's still pretty fucking good. And it's just fun to listen to. The... Um, the guitar work on this album is incredible. The solos are just sweet all across the board. And if you haven't heard this record before, um, King Diamond's voice is just nuts. It's just insane. Just going from, you know, this pretty strong tenor to a ridiculous falsetto in like zero seconds flat. It's just amazing. So that's what I thought of this record. I think it's incredible. It holds up really well, even though it also sounds like it's from the 80s. Um, so yeah, I was really glad to, to listen to it for the next couple of times. Yeah, to me, it always fits in that niche where it's really early black metal, but also still in that new wave of British heavy metal. You kind of see it transitioning out with that twin guitar attack. Um, his vocal histronics, uh, are legendary and there was just there's just something about the persona of king diamond that, that wearing corpse paint when nobody else in the band does that just always made me laugh um not that it's not serious and good music and it legitimately scared people at the time or at least some people probably just really uptight people but you know it was um i agree that it, it definitely sounds like it's from the 80s but not necessarily in a bad way It definitely sounds dated, but it's so well executed, it doesn't bother me. Uh, and I liked Judas Priest in the late 80s, so yeah. uh, that aligned there. I'd never heard any Merciful Fate or King Diamond when I reviewed this for Thunderdome. So that was my first time going to the frozen wastes of Denmark to listen to their, what would you say this is? Like it's just straight heavy metal? I guess that's what it would be now. Yeah. Like it's like I think it's not classified as new wave of British heavy metal, part of that, but it's thematically classified as black metal. It's like a mm -hmm. sitting on top of them. Sure. It's spooky, scary. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun yeah. to listen to. So yeah, I appreciate it much more 
now than I would have like, I don't know, 10 years ago. I used to be kind of like stuff like this. I was like, eh, you know, yeah, it just was so, like too old. And that seems struck me sort of as cheesy, but I have much more uh, appreciation for legacy. Sounds now. Too much, too much harpsichord. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Morbid Angel, it is not. He is kind of like a uh, very cheesy in the same way that Glenn Danzig is cheesy. A hundred percent. So, but I like it. And uh, the, uh, yeah, it's, it's a classic album for a reason. Um, I gave it, as has been my want, I'm not going to change my grade, but I gave it a B plus. I think it's really good. Um, because of some of the things that we said about a sounding date and everything like that, it doesn't quite reach the A territory for me, which I think Melissa and I don't remember what I gave Abigail when we did the King Balance so well. But anyway, uh, I think that this is a really solid, uh, great album that really, if you are a fan of heavy metal and you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen to it as it's one of the classics of the genre. But um, not exactly my primary cup of tea. I could go ahead and give my grade, I suppose. Um, I'm going to give this an A minus. I think it's fantastic. My original grade for this album was a B. I'm going to bump it up to an A, B plus, or A, A. What did I give it? I didn't look it up, and I did that on purpose. I just like listened to it. You gave it a B minus. I actually will rank it higher now. That's interesting. Yeah, I would actually give this. I would actually give this a B plus now. I think I'm a lot. I've listened to so much more metal between then and now, and I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, how interesting! Yeah, I, I give that. I thought I'd give it maybe a B, and I was going out to a B plus. I didn't realize I'd give. Ah, didn't surprise me at all. It ain't Mormon Angel or Carcass. You, you weren't. You hadn't fully broken out of your death metal only cocoon oh. yet. I mean, well, and thrash and industrial. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the ones, you know, Fear Factory or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to give it a much higher grade now. I didn't listen to all that Sabbath either. I had never listened to actually that much Sabbath. Like, I knew it, but mm-hmm. it just struck me as old. I know that makes me sound like a dick, but I was like 13 when I got into metal and I was like, I heard you from the 70s. I was like, fuck you. Slayer's so much cooler. Like, you know, sure. I was edgelording, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, that's what and- you do when you're. 13 when you're 13 and i also only had like i was working fucking food service to pay for those albums it was yeah. like you i had to pick my battles and so no for real what year did that come out tracy would you look that up real quick because i'm 84. just trying to 84 okay so yeah that comes out like the same year as what um awaiting the that, label i think hello 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 waits and and didn't ride the lightning come out in 84 yes so I mean yep. that and peace uh killing is a business and business is good. Yeah, account. so I mean if you think about it, I mean they're both twin guitar attacks, so there are those similarities there. But it in comparison it to the thrash that you would have gone backward from, yes. it does sound significantly different. So I can I can definitely see. Yeah, because even like I got on Judas Priest with Painkiller. Yeah, yeah. So I mean I was like it's a very fast album. Which is there. Yeah. Fast like speed battle for maybe demolition indeed um, or jugulator so um, i didn't have a lot to grab on and then danzig just was a very different place like i have many more of the pieces now so anyway yeah. i'm i'm gonna bump it up to a b plus interesting yeah i didn't look up my grade on purpose oh 
All right. Well, we would you bump it up to Ben? I didn't bump it up at all. I looked at it a big plus. Okay. I did not change any of my grades, Tracy. You're setting your ways. I am. I come to a decision and I stay there. There was there 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 is no chair of Thunderdome to come and tell me that I need to change this grade. So I was like, we'll see the same. I am the chair, Ben. Don't you know? <laughs> um, uh, you can tell yourself that. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I um, am, I have much more of an appreciation for legacy music now. Yeah, I just listen to so much more of it because we did that GL album. We've done some. Well, that Rainbow album, yeah. Yeah, Rainbow, dude. Stuff I would never listen to. Absolutely not. A couple Sabbath albums. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When when they break, Don't Break the Oath was on there, it's like, what the fuck is that album? I don't remember Don't Break. I'm like, oh, it's that Merciful Fate album. Okay. Yeah, dude, we uh, send so many, though. Number of the Beast. Yeah. That's early. That's 83. No, that's yeah. 82. 84 is Power Slave. Yeah, I was about to say. 84 is Power Slave. Drink, everyone. Yeah, indeed. I, I wonder, uh, that kind of makes me want to go listen to those albums back to back and see how close they sound to each other. What, Power Slave in this? Yeah. Well, they're that same assault, British Assault, as he said. I no, mean, yeah. Totally, totally. I mean, I think I, I like Bruce's voice better, but I think. Me too that uh, King Diamond is probably not so far off the mark and probably has a better range. Oh my know. God, yes. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what are we doing next time? Yeah, what are Sorry. we doing? I was just going to say, Bruce just, just time... strikes me as like a guy and King Diamond's like a demon, right? Like, it's just not the same thing. It's like glad dancing, as you said. I'm sorry, Tracy, yeah. what are we doing next? So the next actual album we're going to be reviewing is Pretty Hate and Cheat by Nine Inch Nails. Fuck is... yes. Ben's pick to start the year off. I was pumped uh, to say welcome, that. Tracy. <laughs> uh, I still haven't picked my album for that, but I'll probably pick it the week before we do that because it's yeah. going to be my highest ranked album of 2021 that we did not cover. Oh, fuck yeah. Sorry, I just realized that's where I put that entombed album. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's going to be fun. I don't think I know what the red chords, so I'm looking forward to hearing them. You won't be after you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so what just is don't so, know about you, Ben. so tracy <clears throat> tracy you just haven't picked anything yet well it's going to be my highest ranked album from 2021 that we haven't reviewed so we'll that's know very, very we... systematic of you okay fair enough we'll know at the end of the we'll know when our deadline by the deadline to change them is our unofficial deadline Welcome, Origato, Mr. Roboto. There, I fixed it. Nope, because you've already did that carcass, so it can't be carcass. <laughs> I just put carcass back. We're going to re-review uh, artwork. Yeah. With Gabe. Gabe wasn't there, so we got we to gotta go back. There. We got to go back, y'all. We haven't done Search for Steel yet. Oh, don't worry. I've, I'm on that. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. I know exactly where I'm putting it, too. <laughs> we, you will be. You will be. Yes. All right. Thank well, you for listening to Thunderdome Metal Reviews, and we'll catch yeah. you next time. Thanks for joining us on this uh, a punishment I inflicted upon everybody else. <laughs> the <Indeed>. long march. <laughs> long march to end the year. <laughs> <laughs>